are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now see, when we understand that God's Word is filled with faith, and Paul says the Word is close to you, it's getting it in your mouth and in your heart, he's telling you how to transfer that into your heart, the faith of God into your heart. You speak what God said. Now, here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 23, he said, let us hold fast to our confession of faith without wavering or profession, which is the same word for confession, without wavering. He is faithful that is promised. Then slip right on over to verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. See, we have need of patience. Patience is a spiritual force. It will cause you to bear up under the load. You know, you take a bridge that has spanned a river. If you don't have some piers under it, with a load on it, it will break it in. It will collapse. But patience is like a pier under a bridge. It'll bear you up from the time that you started confessing the Word of God until you get to the other side where the manifestation is. You have need of patience. These things don't happen overnight. I mean, we didn't get in the mess that we're in sometimes. It took us three to five to ten years to get in that kind of mess, and we're not going to get over it in three days. <laughs> I mean, we have to renew our minds to the Word of God. Amen. So then the Apostle Paul went on to say then in Romans the 12th chapter, he says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, the only way that you can measure faith is to measure the amount of Word that's in you. Now, let me show you something. Why is it you have people that say, yes, God will save you, or if you'll just repent and confess your sins and change your ways, you'll be born again, you'll be a child of God. Well, they can get people saved, can't they? You know why? Because they have knowledge of that word. See, the knowledge of truth shall set you free. So they have knowledge of that truth. They have great faith in those scriptures. See, they can take you down the Roman road and lead you to salvation. And I mean get you born again the minute. But they may turn around and tell you, but God won't heal anymore. That went out with the apostles. Now, what's wrong with that individual? Well, for one thing, he's right in his heart, but he's wrong in his head. You know what that means, to be right in your heart and wrong in your head? It means he wants to do right, but he just has the wrong information. See, now, he has great faith concerning salvation. You know why? Because the word concerning salvation is in him. He has the word concerning salvation. That's why faith is in him. If the word is there, faith is there. Now, the reason he doesn't have any faith in God's healing power is because he's been taught it went out with apostles. He has no word concerning healing. So, see, that's the way you'd measure faith. Then his faith concerning healing is zero. Zilch, none. Because you can't believe something you don't have knowledge of. See, according as his divine power, he hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him, through the knowledge of God. If you don't have the knowledge of what God has done, you couldn't have faith for it. You couldn't have Bible faith for it, see, because you don't know about it. That's why it is impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know the will of God. See, because God's will and faith go together. When you know the will of God, then faith will be there. If you know it. Now you can know about the will of God and not know the will of God. 
Let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about. Mark, the first chapter, there was a leper came to Jesus in verse 39 and said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now, here's a man that had no doubt whatsoever that Jesus could heal him. But he said, I don't know whether you will or not. Now, there's a man that had faith, but he doubted. See, if you studied some of the teaching of Jesus, he said, if you have faith and doubt not. Well, now that sounds like a paradox, doesn't it? I mean, how could you have faith and doubt at the same time? Well, here's a man. Here's a prime example right there in Mark, the first chapter. He said, I know you can. He had knowledge that Jesus was able. He knew the truth concerning the ability of Jesus to heal the sick. But what he didn't have knowledge of was the will of Jesus. Didn't know whether he would or not. You know, if the richest man in the world, you know, one of the richest men in the world, uh, Sam Walton. You know, me and Sam Walton have more money than anybody else in the nation. (laughs) In fact, he does without me, you know. (laughs) But uh, if the richest man in the world would stand up and say, you know, I could make every one of you in here a millionaire, and it wouldn't dent my assets at all, wouldn't even miss it. Would you get excited and shout over that? Probably not. What you want to know is Willie. <laughs> brother, if you find out he will, you're going to get excited, aren't you? So here's a man comes to Jesus and he says, I know you can, but I don't know whether you will or not. Now, he has great faith, but he doubts whether he will or not. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus did. Jesus walked up to this leper and he laid his hands on him. And no power flowed. I mean, just like laying hands on a stump. (laughs) Nothing happened. Then Jesus said, I will be thou clean. Instantly, immediately. He was cleansed. What happened? He found out what the will of God was. Now remember, Jesus is anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. But this guy's hung up on a don't know whether he will or not. Even though he lays his hands on him and he's anointed, no power flows. He's not any better. Until he has the words of Jesus for the will. When Jesus said, I will, remove the doubt. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith came by hearing. There was enough faith in those two words, I will, to get him delivered. Now, you'll notice in other places where Jesus walked up to a woman one day, and a little old woman bowed together and couldn't lift herself up. Jesus said, woman, you're loosed from your infirmity. But she wasn't. She just crippled as she ever was. She believed in the laying on of hands. She didn't release her faith at his word. She probably said, if he ever lays hands on me, I'd get healed. But he spoke a word of faith to her. Didn't do a thing for her. He told her, you're loosed from your infirmity. But she wasn't. She didn't receive that. But brother, when he laid his hands on her, instantly, she was made straight and glorified God. Makes a difference when you believe in the laying on of hands. See, it depends on what you believe. Jesus said, as you believe, so shall it be. So then you see, if an individual believed that healing wasn't for them today, they have no word concerning healing, and for them there is no healing today. Unless God just does a special miracle. 
But now let me tell you something about God. Normally speaking, he will never embarrass you with a miracle. <laughs> Somebody said, well, Brother Caps, we don't believe in healing in our church. Don't worry about it. You won't be bothered with it. He won't embarrass you with a miracle. Normally speaking, you know. Now, sometimes God will just show out, though. I know in some of Catherine Kuhlman's meetings that people go there to make fun of healing and get healed. <laughs> so, you know, God do some things sometimes by special grace. But now what I want you to see is that when the word is there, faith is there. See, here's a man that had great faith that Jesus could, but he didn't have the word concerning it. So he didn't get anything until he had the word concerning that. And then faith came. And Mark's the only one that records this the way that he records it. He said, as soon as he had spoken. Now notice, first he laid his hands on him. And he wasn't healed. But as soon as he spoke, immediately he was cleansed. Now see, that'll prove something to you. That'll prove if Jesus Christ himself came down in the flesh today and walked through this room and touched every one of you, if you did not believe it was his will for you to be healed, you would not be healed. See, on many occasions, Jesus turned to the people and said, As thou hast believed, or thy faith has made thee whole. See, they had to believe it to receive it. And it was their faith that activated the power of God. See, it was God's power that healed them, but it was their faith that activated it. So that's why we have to hold fast to the confession of faith of what God has said, because that's where the power is. That is where the seed is. The seed for the miracle you need is in the promise itself. That's the only place you can get the faith for it is from the word itself. You see, this leper couldn't reason it out. You know, looked like he could have reasoned it out. Well, if he laid hands on me, he must want me to be healed. But no power flowed, see. I mean, just nothing happened. But as soon as he heard it out of the mouth of Jesus, when he heard the word, immediately he was made whole and cleansed. So it's important to know the will of God. It's impossible to release your faith in anything, any promise, if you don't know what God said about the promise. But thank God we know that the Word of God is given to us so that we'll know what God said in His Word. Let me finish up on this measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You see, faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's evidence of things not seen. You know how you measure faith? Here is the measure of faith right here in this Bible. That's all the faith there is. There's not any more faith in the whole world, Bible faith, than what's in this Bible. See, it comes from the promises in this book. There's not any more. That's all of it. God has dealt this book to all people. That is the total measure of Bible faith. There's not any more. But not all men have faith. Why? Because all men won't receive the word. So the way you'd measure faith is measure the amount of this word that's in you. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, we're offering all this week CD offer number 7228, Faith Corresponding Action. How far can you go with corresponding action? Well, the Scripture tells us that you sow a seed and you reap a harvest. But when Jesus is talking about this, he said, The kingdom of God is if a man casts a seed into the ground, and the seed should spring and grow up, and he know not how, first the blade, then the ear, and the full corn in the ear. If you try to harvest when there's uh, just the blade, you're going to destroy the harvest. 
what I'm saying is you can't have full corresponding action unless you have the full manifestation. It's like you could write a check for a bill that you don't have the money to pay, but don't send the check until you have the money in the bank. That's against the law. Put it in the dresser drawer, have the check written, but don't send it until the money is in the bank. Now, somebody said, well, you know, I'm going to believe that God will put the money in the bank before the check gets there. No, that's not God's responsibility. You've got to use some common sense and understanding that you don't throw away common sense when you act in faith. You have to know how far you can go with corresponding action without getting into error. So if you mail the check, you may be in jail before God puts any money in the bank. He's not a counterfeiter. You're going to have to believe God for a job and to get the money in the bank. So it helps you when you understand that we have to have some corresponding action toward what we believe, but you couldn't have full corresponding action when you don't have full manifestation. Just like you couldn't harvest the blade, you have to wait till the full corn is in the ear. You plant a seed and you reap a harvest. You give and it is given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over to men, give unto your bosom. Well, you have to believe that, confess it, and act on it. That's offer number 7228, Faith Corresponding Action. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Camps Ministries and our listeners in this area.